1: See Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn. Uh,
0: Senator, it used to be Vladimir Putin's fault, according to the White House, that we were experiencing this inflation. And now they're saying this period of transition is really what we are experiencing. Uh, How do you see it?
1: Oh, I have to tell you, John, last July, they started with its transitory. And then in November, it was COVID. And then February and March, it was Putin's fault. And now they're saying, well, it's an economy in transition. The question is, to what? Because people are seeing these higher prices, higher inflation. They don't want this. And they don't want to be moving to an, an extraordinary time of extraordinarily high inflation. This is not what they want to transition to. So people are quite concerned about what is going on with the economy, the price at the pump, the price at the grocery store, uh, when they're going to buy clothes and athletic equipment for the children for summer camps. All of the inflation is well above what the White House claims to be 8.5% 8.5% inflation. Yeah. So people do not want to transition their direction.
0: It's the term that Brian Deese uses in his interview on Fox News Sunday. Uh, he just says, wait a little bit, everything's going to be fine.
1: Listen. Our economy is in a period of transition, we're moving from the strongest economic recovery in modern history to what can be a period of more stable and resilient growth. And while there are absolutely risks with inflation uh, front first and foremost, this is what's most important. We are in this period of transition to more stable growth, but people should also take confidence that we are better positioned than any other country to navigate through this and keep our recovery going. So I guess we're supposed to feel good that there are other
0: countries that are going to have it worse than we are.
1: Well, his word salad said nothing at all except they expect this to continue. Look, they don't want us to be producing energy. They want us to be dependent on other countries. They like $5 a gallon gas, and they've got it. So they want to hold us here. They like higher inflation. They like higher interest rates. Uh, having hardworking people having more money in their paycheck to take home, that's not their idea of a good economy. They want higher taxes. The point is, they want to control your life. Daily daylight to dark, 24-7, they want higher tax rates, the government in control. This is not where the American people are interested in going.
0: Oh, for sure, the people don't want it. I couldn't agree with that anymore. A Democratic pollster, interesting fact, says that we're heading into the final stages of an election period when voters are beginning to lock in on their votes. It is during this period, and not the final days of an election, that the public settles its uh, settles in on how they are going to vote. And that is going to bode poorly for Biden. Nobody does want this. And nobody wants higher inflation or the problems that we're having. Um, and I, it's, it's going to reflect in November. It has to. Not to mention, you're having some... Uh, strategists, are uh, starting to worry that within the next 10 weeks, if nothing changes, potentially we're going to f- face severe food shortages because of all the grain that is now not coming out of Russia and Ukraine and making its way to the United States for us to produce whatever it is that we need to produce. So... There is a high potential that in about 10 weeks, which is even closer to election day, you're going to start seeing some shelves that are going to get thin or bare. And that's going to look even worse for the Biden administration. Because let's be honest, people only blame what they see and who's in the White House at the time. So Biden and the Democrats, being that they are in complete control, in people's minds, there should be nobody else to blame but them. Uh, You know... The baby formula shortage. I we I did an episode, we talked about it. Uh I told you if the Biden administration wanted to do something about it, they would. Well, they finally have. Yeah, we're using a military operation to bring in baby formula from other countries to stock our country to try to ease the shortage issues so that way mothers can feed their babies. Now, obviously, for me. All mothers feeding their babies is important, and that's the good part of this. The bad part of it is, even though mainstream media is acting as if this is a win, and they are praising him for what he has done and his efforts, the way I view it personally is seeing that this is the type of operation that we run when we are giving assistance to third world countries or countries that are riddled by war, It only leads me to believe that we are turning into, if not already, a third world country because we are now needing to use our own military to provide food aid to ourselves, which has never been done in the history of this country. So for me, unlike mainstream media, I don't look at this as a win. I actually look at this a little more dark and think to myself, you know, we are now in such a a bad position in such bad shape that we're going to have to do whatever other countries want us to do, pay the price that they want us to pay to get the goods that we need into the United States, especially in emergency situations, to make sure that we can feed our own population. (laughs) Wow, this administration is so dumb. You know, one of the biggest differences between the Trump administration and this administration, and believe me, there are many, but one of the bigger differences that people should see is that Trump always tried to get out in front of everything and get ready and brace for impact and try to shield it as much as he could. Whereas the Biden administration chases the problems. It runs us over and then he's behind a car chasing after it, trying to stop it. You know, there is no pre-thought. There is no pre-planning. There is no type of organizing ahead of time to make sure these types of issues don't happen or if they are inevitable and they're going to happen. Let's insulate ourselves so the impact is minimal on the people here in the United States and the United States in general. That was to me one of the bigger differences between the previous administration and this current administration. Okay, Uh, Title 42, a federal judge did block Title 42, title, can't talk, Title 42 ending. Uh, It doesn't seem like it's going to stop the migrants one way or the other. You had over the course of the weekend around 700 additional migrants, most of them from Honduras, some from Colombia. In one week, uh, the amount of crossings, Jumped from 2800 to 3600, and when questioned by uh, the Border Patrol, most of the migrants said, you know, they were uh, they didn't truly understand the Title 42, they weren't really concerned about Title 42, and they said they are just sick and tired of waiting to get into the country, so they just decided to do so. You know, this is not only dangerous for us, Title 42, I went over as well, and if it is removed. Uh, you could anticipate somewhere between a million and 1.3 million that are going to flood across the border because they are waiting, watching to see what the court decision is on the Title 42. Uh, Right now, there are people that are by the border that are frustrated. Some of the uh, most impacted areas at the moment uh, you know, of course, it's all in the te- it's all in Texas. Normandy, Texas, and Eagle Pass had the most people cross during the weekend. You also had Border Patrol needed to rescue seven individuals uh, in the water that when they were crossing in the dark of the night, you know had some issues. Maybe they can't swim. Whatever they are. And they ended up having to save them. And Border Patrol said that they're some of the lucky ones because just last week they found three dead bodies, two from drowning. One they found in a different area and they didn't uh, explain how that person had potentially passed. But this is not only dangerous for us, it's dangerous for them. A new poll has just come out. Um, 41% of Americans want migration reduced. This poll is taken May 6th through May 9th. Was poll was 1,025 adults. The poll was done by Politico and the Harvard University of Medical School. They said it's a big jump because since June of 2021, when 31% of respondents told Gallup they wanted less migration, that number is up now to 41%. Uh, The Politico-slash-Harvard poll also reported that just 24% want it to be increased, sharply down from 33% in June of 2021 as well. Uh, The combined result is a 19-point shift in public opinion over the course of the last 11 months where more people want less migration rather than wanting more migration. I mean, that's not really a big surprise. Can you imagine I don't personally live there, but can you imagine the people that live along the borders, the border states where everybody's flooding in, they got to be pretty upset with what they're seeing in their local towns and communities because they're being flooded with people and not necessarily bad people, but people that have nowhere to go and they don't know what to do with themselves. So they're just around town. A lot of times you're hearing their mothers are not real, do not really feel safe because you got a lot of beggars out there begging for money because They came to a country where I guess Joe Biden is promising them the world and when reality hits you in the face and they just dump you somewhere with no, uh, nobody there that, you know, no identification, no way to get a job. So what can they do? You know, they got to eat, they got to survive. So naturally the first thing they're going to do is ask people for handouts, you know, and I guess it makes certain people feel a little more uncomfortable. If you're having a group of people come up to you and they need some money, it makes it uncomfortable. You know, I feel bad for the people in all these border towns, all these border states, because I'm sure it's not real pleasant there right now. Um, from uh, the beginning of April to the second week in May, they had 512,000 illegal crossings. Half a million people. I mean, this is kind of, I mean, it's beyond out of control. Out of control doesn't even sum up what's happening there at the border. But yet, the Biden administration is doing nothing to stop this. As a matter of fact, they were more than willing to get rid of Title 42, which means, like I said, you would have had another million people flood right into the country. This is a problem for not, I mean, not just the people in the surrounding area, America in total. Like, let's look at the situation going on here. You're having issues with the supply chain still. You you can't get baby formula. We're potentially facing a serious problem with grain over the course of the next 10 weeks. And while we do not have enough here for Americans as is, you want additional people to flood across the borders that now have to, we have to fight with them for products in these times. As much as we're fighting everybody else for products. You know how crazy people are, you know I mean? I don't understand and I've never understood and I won't understand um, that uh, hoarding is not a good idea. Being prepared and hoarding are two different things. When you go into Costco, for example, because there's a toilet paper shortage and they have a uh, package of toilet paper that has 38 rolls and you're a family of even like mine, six. Okay. Okay. I bought one, one of those lasts my house a little over three months. It's like three and a half months for six people. So in the beginning, when you would see people going and buying 10, like, oh, what in God's name are you doing with the toilet paper? A lot of people found out some pretty rough lessons when it came to food. You went out and bought not shelf-stable food. You guys went out and bought thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of meat that you ended up throwing away 70% of because you couldn't eat it, and it spoiled. So you blew all that money. It doesn't make sense. But with the issues we're about to face... You know people are going to start trying to hoard things because they're going to get panicky and worried instead of just keeping a level head knowing that it's going to work itself out. I always say buy a little extra than you need so you have some extra lingering around. That's cool. If you just bought a pack of that toilet paper and you got 20 rolls left and you want to pick up one more while you're at the store and you'll just be like, hey... Whatever shortage is coming, we're gonna be good for like six months. So what you know, we got plenty of time here to find toilet. If toilet paper's off the shelf for two weeks or a month, well, guess what? You got five more that you can look around. And if you gotta pick up some toilet paper here or there, you'll find it. You know, always buy enough, but don't buy too much. There are all types of variables of what can and cannot happen, especially when it comes to food. God forbid you have some type of an outage and. All your stuff's down. Let's say your freezers go down, your fridge goes down, you don't have a generator, you got thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of meat in there, and now in a matter of 8 to 12 hours, all your meat that you spent thousands of dollars on is garbage. Be smart about what you do. Shelf stable is the best. Canned food, things that are going to last, stuff you can make easy, quick meals out of, you know, they're not the best foods, but we're not talking about normal times. We're talking about in emergency situations like we could potentially be facing. We don't need more people straining that system than already it gets strained just because of people acting erratic, you know, uh, un- irrational. Excuse me. Jesus, I was all over the place there. I'm struggling with talking <laughs> um oh, Irrational. And buying, oh my God, uh, I, you know, I, we need five packs of toilet paper. We need, uh, well, the beans are on the shelf. Those are the five pound uh, cans. Get 20 of them, man. It's like, yo, how much beans can you eat? Slow down there, guy. You want to buy two cans? Cool. I mean, that should give you beans for a, a family for a couple weeks. Take it easy. Be, be smart. When you got these other problems that are going to exacerbate that problem, it ain't a good thing. You know, So uh, I'm glad Title 42 stuck, but you see that didn't really deter anybody. They're going to come across one way or the other, and the Biden administration is not going to do anything about it because, believe me, it's America last when it comes to Joe Biden. It's definitely not America first. All right, something that I have not really wanted to address, but it's just I can, I can feel it. I could see it, and the news is not shutting up about it, and I'm just like, okay, apparently I'm going to have to say something, Monkeypox, and I know you're just rolling your eyes right now, in case you do not understand or what, know what this is, first of all, let me say, monkeypox has been around since 1958, okay, let's start there, all right? Uh, Let's also start with, we have already had an outbreak of monkeypox in 2003, unless it slips everybody's memory, and only 71 people across the United States got infected. So that's number two. Okay, let's, we'll go from there. Monkeypox is an infectious disease. It's caused by the monkeypox virus that can occur in certain animals, including human beings. The symptoms begin with a fever, headache, muscle pains, swollen lymph nodes, and feeling tired. Sounds familiar? Yes, I'm sure it does. This is all going to sound very familiar to you. It's followed by, and this is the good part, a rash that forms blisters and crusts over, kind of like chickenpox. Okay, so we got a different name, different variation, very similar it doesn't look like it's real fun to have. It's probably one of those things. It's probably about as fun to have as uh, chicken pox or uh, what's the other one you get when you have chicken pox there um, that affects your nerves. I, it's slipping my mind right now. You know what I'm talking about because you got to get a shot. Once you've had chicken pox, you got to get a shot for it later. I don't know why it's just not coming to me. It'll come to me in a second here. Anyways, shingles. Shingles, that's what it is. Shingles, sorry. Right, I was having a moment there. Okay, so same deal. All right, smallpox. Vaccine can prevent about 85% infection because they're only about 85% effective. <laughs> it is spread through body fluids, including droplets. You see where this is going? Yes, indeed. Now, let's talk about how deadly it is. It is not very deadly. Let me throw that out there. It is not deadly. And you can look it up for yourself. Please do. Even Wikipedia, which I don't even trust as a trusted source, will admit to you that it is not deadly. It generally comes out of Africa And most people that get it, it is due to travel. Now, as of right now, we have around three cases in the United States that are either suspected or confirmed. One of them right now that is suspected actually happens to be in my home state of Florida, and it happens to be in my bluest county. I don't know if that uh, matters. But just somehow, some way, all new viruses seem to be very politically, invo- you know, uh, involved. So maybe that has something to do it do with it. Maybe it doesn't. I can't say for sure. One thing I do know: elections are in November. The Democratic Party is facing the butt-whipping of their lifetime coming up in November, and they know it. All strategists predict it. All polls are showing it. They already know what is coming. And believe me, most of these polls are being generous with their margins of error and everything. People are getting more and more upset with the Democratic Party and their decisions and how they are running this country because it is affecting all of us. It is mostly affecting all of us that would be considered middle to low class or middle to poverty level because we're the ones who are being strained the most financially by the rise in everything, okay? So, what's to say we're not pulling another COVID scam now? Obviously, can't back this up. This is just a feeling. So please understand this is just commentary. This is my thoughts on the situation. I don't have anything to back this up, but it's just ironic that facing the butt whipping of a lifetime, all of a sudden we haven't had an outbreak for almost 20 years of monkeypox, which the outbreak we did have wasn't even that severe in the first place. And now from something that has been around for Seventy years, just about. Okay, something that's been around, 60, you know, sixty. What is it? So, uh, let's be correct here, just in case. You know, sixty plus years. Let's go with that. Okay. Uh, now everybody's worried that this is going to be a big thing. The news is starting to. Why? Are we going to go back to mail-in voting out of curiosity? (laughs) Is that the game we're about to start to play again? Because it just seems so ironic. Just seems so convenient. We are five months out from elections. The world is going to hell in a handbag quickly. And the Democratic Party knows that they are going to lose control of I would say the House is almost a certainty, and the Senate is a more than likely, and uh, then you just have Sleepy Creepy up there, which all he'll do for the next two years is complain how the Republican-led House and Senate won't let him pass anything, and he'll stomp his feet, and then by 10 o'clock he'll be back in his bed with his feet up, going to sleep, you know, getting... All the drugs he needs to get in his system for the next day when he gets up there and uh, they prop him up one more time to uh, say whatever it is that he's going to say. God knows half the time, you don't even know what the hell he's saying. So, monkeypox. Have no fear, because I want to finish this before I make another comment about Biden's stupidity. Uh, Have no fear. You are not going to die. And stand strong in case, just in case. And again, this is my opinion. It's going to vary, and I could be completely off base and totally wrong here, Yeah, but this is what I'm seeing, and it just has such an eerie feeling to the last one. I, I'm getting concerned, but you're not going to die and stand strong because if they start this crap again with masks and they start this crap again with lockdowns, please be ready to stand up for yourself and to just say, no, we're not going to do it. Just in case, because elections are right around the corner and they would love nothing more than to retain their power for the next two years so they could try to ram through as much nonsense as they possibly could in that time frame. Now, did anybody hear Joe Biden slip up that the White House was scattering behind him to try to clean up afterwards? He was asked by a reporter that if China decides to invade Taiwan is the United States ready to step up militarily to protect that country. His answer was a direct yes. (laughs) He didn't even miss a beat. He just goes, yes. Well, Apparently, that didn't sit well with his uh, fellow cabinet members in the audience because they all kind of looked at each other knowing that he just screwed up by saying that. And then afterwards, when they were talking to the uh, press, they were trying to walk that back because (laughs) they are not interested in helping Taiwan. I mean, that's just... I guarantee they could care less. They love China. They want to be China. They're not going to do anything to piss China off right now. They're trying to be bestest pals. Let me tell you about my best friend. Yeah, they're trying to be the best of buddies there, okay? So understand that Joe screwed up. Does Joe truly feel that way? Who knows? Did Joe just staring like a deer in headlights and just not really understanding the question and just goes, yes, just because he has no idea what they're saying? Possibly. But that was another gaffe by Sleepy Creepy that his administration had to scatter, come right behind him to clean up and try to fix because they don't want to piss off Mother China. Ah, all right. <laughs> oh, it's just all so dumb. It's so dumb every day. Hey, where is AOC, Ben? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'd be kind of looking out for her. I did see one audio clip where she was making some ridiculous statement. I forgot to play that. I got to come back to that one, even though it's a little bit dated. I think we we may need a fun day tomorrow where we just destroy her, because you know she's messing up my show here. Usually she's a good part of the show because she's so stupid. <laughs> I, I enjoy doing it. You know. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please rate and review me. It does help. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me littlejocc.com go to the contact section. If you'd like to follow me on Truth Social, I am at the real little joe. Parlor, I am at the real little joe. Twitter I'm at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Uh, Gab, no, not Gab. Ooh, Gab is gone, sorry. Rumble, I'm at Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Facebook Little Joe's Conservative Corner and YouTube Little Joe CC. Have a awesome Tuesday. We will do it again tomorrow.